Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Up All Night, a horror anthology podcast. My name is Cortland, and with me today is a secret whore. It's Brandon. How you doing, Brandon? <laughs> Hi, Cortland. What a lovely intro. <laughs> I know, right? You're the plot twist the whole time. <laughs> oh, man. So, Brandon, how was your yeah. week this week? Oh, it was a nice, fine, same week as all the other weeks. I knew it. It was a doozy, wasn't it, Brandon? Did you do so many things? Yes, they're all doozies. That's I just, uh, there's so many things happen, I can't even pick one. No, that's okay. That's all right, Brandon, because I had a week myself. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so, Brandon, I'm 34 years old, you know? And oh, you're so old. I know, right? And I've lived my life <laughs> glasses-free for the past 34 years. I had a eye doctor appointment a couple of days ago, and gosh dang it, Brandon, I need fucking glasses. And Wow. That, you, know, the, <laughs> you are old. I know, right? It, literally, it's downhill from here. But you know what? The first thing I thought about was... <laughs> This is so stupid. I was like, oh no, the podcast art people aren't gonna realize like we're two different people now. Like <laughs> <laughs> two bald men with glasses and You can't have like the only defining features we have that are different are you got glasses and I don't. <laughs> I know. You're stealing like my accessories, man. Eventually well, it's all just a very long <laughs> I'm playing the long game here, Brandon. I'm gonna assimilate into your life one pair of glasses at a time. It's <laughs> all it takes. Yeah, I know. So, basically, I'm going to be sexy soon. All right. So, I, what I'm hearing is that I have to get a piercing. Oh, well, a I nose will, ring or something. I'll probably never get a piercing. One time, oh, one time when I was a teenager, I had some friends that weren't you, and uh, I regret Weird. that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Weird, but okay. Yeah. So, we went to the mall one time, and uh, my friend was like, let's get our lips pierced. And I was like uh oh okay sure right and i wasn't totally on board and he was like okay we're gonna go into the tattoo parlor thing and i was like i, I just gotta go to the bathroom first so we went to the bathroom and i made him walk in first and then i just left <laughs> <laughs> like he swooped into the bathroom and then i like had the door open and i just backed up and i walked away <laughs> <laughs> did he get his lip pierced yeah, he have a. I think he had already gotten his lip pierced, and he was like trying to sell me on it because he was one of those people. Oh wait, I have friends that know him that that listen to this podcast. Maybe I shouldn't say my name. No, anyway, I don't fucking care. <laughs> yeah, I think he already had his lip pierced, and he was trying to sell me on it. And I was like, eh, I don't know if I really want to do this, and then I didn't, so I left. Wow. Yeah, that's like the perfect ending to an after school special. Come on, man, <laughs> get your lip pierced. I don't know. Oh, my God. Why don't we just go to the bathroom and think about it for a second? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Always remember, go to a bathroom and then escape. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I bamboozled him. (laughs) And then I left. (laughs) And to this day, I have no piercings or tattoos because I have trust issues. managed to avoid them all. Yeah, yeah. The thing about tattoos, Brandon, I'm pretty. You don't have any, right? No, I knew it. The thing about tattoos is like, I feel like you have to. I, I don't trust anybody, especially with a needle and a thing that's gonna like last forever. Like, I'd have to scour their work and make sure that it was the correct choice, and then I would scrutinize it after I got it to the point where I would probably hate the tattoo. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Like, I, I don't even really want to commit on, like, a phone background. I know, right? It's such a hard commitment. I'm like, what's something that I like? What's something that I like enough that I want to look at it every single day? And it's like, I can't think of anything, whatever. And then to have something on your skin forever? No way, man. Dude, you want to know what? I can't even put down a sticker without having severe anxiety that I'm going to fuck it up. So, like. <laughs> yeah. But just for the record, I want to say. I think yeah. tattoos are cool. I think they're oh, fucking awesome. So I'm not like putting down the idea of tattoos. I'm just lame and can't think of anything exactly. I like enough to commit to putting it on my body. I'd like to steal that disclaimer and tattoo. No, uh, I, I fully <laughs> agree. Like your brother, your brother has some of the coolest tattoos. So yeah. Yeah. But you know what, Brandon? I've had quite a week then. Uh, my So I'm very tired. I'm just want to put a disclaimer here i'm silly when i'm tired i was silly last week this is week is also i'm tired mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh we got a call last night that my son went um camping last night with his uncle and their and his kids and um 
he he couldn't make it overnight. He called us up at like twelve thirty last night while we were sleeping, and was like, "I want to come home." So we had to drive like a half an hour to go pick him up one way, and uh, so my sleep my sleep got fucked up. So I'm silly tonight, this morning. Anyway, we gotta talk about tales from the crypt, Brandon. Are you ready for that? <laughs> that was all just a huge disclaimer. Yeah, and, lots uh, of disclaimers in this episode. Disclaimer: <laughs> We don't hate tattoos, and also. Yes. Cortland's going to be a little bit crazy. Yeah, it's it's inevitable. I'm getting that age, Brandon. Once you go glasses. <laughs> yes, they fit you for your glasses, and then they ask you what kind of cane you want. It's all yeah. downhill from here. Yeah. <laughs> Next thing you know, you're on the dementia scale. Bada bing, bada boom, you're doing a podcast. So <laughs> let's get into this, Brandon. We got, yes. We got the season finale, the season two finale of Tales from the Crypt to talk wow. about today. We just got done watching The Secret. Shut up for a second. I've been hearing about The Secret for years, and I didn't know it was a Tales from the Crypt episode. Who knew, right? I thought it was popcorn, but it's not. It's not Pop (laughs) Secret. It's The Secret. The Secret. So, Brian, what did you think about The Secret? I'm going to be real with you, Cortland. Okay. I kind of loved this episode. Oh my gosh, right? (laughs) There, This episode had some twists, and I figured out one of them some of them okay yeah one of them like the most basic one yeah and then there were more twists and i was like wait what yeah this episode guys if you want secrets this episode's got it it's secret on secret on secret yeah this episode should be named the secrets (laughs) right there's so many everybody's got secrets and you you just you want them all and then you get them and you're like that was it that was the secret (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and you're like, I'm full. I can't have any more secrets. And then they just throw more at you. Yeah, you're like, please, no more secrets. Please, sir, may I have no more? <laughs> oh, that's kind of fitting for this episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we should just get into it, Brandon. Everybody, look, everybody listening, they're like, I've probably seen this episode, but I want to <laughs> know the secrets. I got to know. Yes, there are even more secrets of this episode that will be revealed only in this podcast. You think? No. Okay. Well, our episode begins, and we see our best buddy, the Crypt Keeper, and he's doing some reading. He's got his face right up in Oliver Twist, Brandon, like to the point where he probably couldn't even read none of those words. No, probably not. Well, maybe he needs some glasses, actually. That could be it. He's kind of like whisper reading a little bit to himself, saying, the boy, the boy Oliver Twist. And then he stops, and he slams that book down, yelling, what? So where's the twist? And he looks at the camera saying, and I had such great expectations. He fully sets that book down now. I don't. I've never read Oliver Twist, Brandon. Did you read Great Expectations? No. Oh, my God. Well, that one just flew way over my head. Fucking whizzed by like an airplane. No, Brandon. I've never read any of that stuff. Um, And also, I've barely seen Oliver and Company. Is that Oliver Twist? That's Oliver Twist, too, right? I think so. It's got the name Oliver. I mean, like right (laughs) i think that's what it is okay (laughs) it's a dog version of oliver twist yeah probably anyway he fully sets that book down yeah billy joel but you know what couldn't power through land before time man that took it that box office and he fully sets that book down and he scooches his tome of tales over saying ah now here's a story you can sink your teeth into a toothsome tale of Tommy Rots. I don't know what Tommy Rot is. Guaranteed what? to scare the Dickens out of you, Brandon. Did Emily Dickens write Oliver Twist? Charles Dickens. Oh, yeah, that makes more sense, actually. Okay. I forgot there was two Dickens. <laughs> <laughs> Lean in, Fright fans. I'm going to let you in on the secret. Now, the picture for this one is pretty basic. We got a kid in a suit with a tie on, and he's got his fur hat on his head, and there's a house and a thunderstorm in the background, and we see that yeah, this kid is I'll holding just the say hands. It. This, I'm, uh, I'm still sucks. explaining the picture, Brandon. Okay, you explain the picture, then I'll say it sucks. Okay. <laughs> and we see that this kid is holding the hands of two adults and looking up at them. Uh, well, one of them, anyway. And I have a note here. It says, eh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This is a, this picture is, like, it's well drawn, of course. But sure. uh, what a boring piece of shit. <laughs> For this episode finale. The season finale is this child holding the hand. It's boring. (laughs) Woohoo! I guess they didn't want to give away any of the secrets. There's so many secrets, Brandon. You want to know what the biggest secret about this episode is? What? 
It's blue. This is a blue episode. Oh my god. Well, <laughs> so we will blue. talk about the blue. Okay. <laughs> Shit, we thought Goosebumps was bad? Oh man. We fade into the episode with its little title card, and we are outside of a building, and a car rolls by. And the building is the Gaines Orphanage, as the camera shows us the archway with the name labeled on it. We zip inside, and we see somebody sneaking down the stairs, and we hear some people in another room chit-chatting. And the boy walking down the stairs, his name's Theodore, he steps on a rubber ducky that's just chilling on the stairs for some reason. And it squeaks, because that's what rubber duckies do. And he covers his mouth, because he doesn't want to scream, because rubber okay. duckies are horrifying. I'm, I must have missed something while watching this episode. I didn't see him step on the rubber ducky, so I heard the squeak and him covering his mouth. And I was like, why did he squeak walking down the stairs? <laughs> okay, that makes more sense. Because he he's, a, rubber duck. he's a mute witness to murder, Brandon, and he can only squeak like a dolphin. Or in his case, <sighs> rubber ducky. Makes so much more sense. Even more secrets revealed of this episode. I was right. We hear the voice say, did you hear something? And then they just ignore it completely and continue talking. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Metal Gear Solid <laughs> enemies. Yeah. What was uh, that? Must have been the wind. <laughs> just a box. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they continue talking about how the most important thing is that these boys cannot. I repeat, Brandon, cannot be trusted. <laughs> oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> Another younger voice argues a little that they seem so sweet. And the older lady voice chuckles about that, saying some must be watched every single minute. Well, you're not doing a good job, are you? Guys are just chit-chatting in the kitchen. And there's boys that need to be watched. Boys are out there squeaking. They need more hands on deck in this orphanage, I guess. She's been running this orphanage for 20 years, Brandon. 20 goddamn years. Do you have any idea how many boys she's raised? So many. While that jibber-jabber's going on, we see Theo. And he's sneaking down the hallway, through the living room, and into the kitchen. He opens up the refrigerator, and he sees that there is one fried chicken drumstick <laughs> and one apple <laughs> on display. <laughs> so he I picks love up it. There's <laughs> a big, like... giant fridge, and there's just, like, a single chicken wing on a plate. Yeah. <laughs> Uncovered. It's just like, oh, save that one piece of chicken. It's one bite. All the all the kids at the orphanage, they were like, I'm stuffed. And, and they're like, we got this one drumstick, though, boys. And they're just like, just put it in the fridge. <laughs> and this apple. <laughs> so he takes that chicken and he devours it nearly instantly. <laughs> he sets the bone back down on the plate in the refrigerator. Why? I don't know. If so you're trying to get away with it, just remove the thing entirely. I feel like it's worse that there's a chicken bone in there now. Like, yeah. are they going to be like, oh, it decayed into a bone. They're going to wake up and be like, who ate my chicken bite? Oh, such a silly kid. I don't know. He, he just is like, oh, the chicken's gone. Put it on his plate. And then he picks up the apple and he closes the fridge and he sneaks his way over to the living room and peeks into the room where the two adults are talking. There's an older lady in there, and she complains that the boys cheat and even look at each other's papers. Oh, man, the worst, worst crime. Theo sneaks a peek through the keyhole and sees the two women are leaving the room, so he runs over and he hides under the table, fully visible to anybody that can look down a little bit. He's not very good at hiding. No. That door opens up and out walks two women. There's the older Miss Hagstead and the younger and sweeter Miss Heather. Okay, so it's the Trunchable and Miss Honey. Got it. Pretty much. Haggy complains that they need to keep these ragamuffins in check, calling them delinquents. Miss Heather understands, and then and then Hags McGee, because I'm just going to call her everything, sighs and says there's one more thing. We've got to do something about Theodore. <gasps> That's our main character, Brandon. He's well uh, past the desirable age for placement. Most adoptive parents are looking for a cute little toddler. Miss Heather asks, well... What happened to his real parents? <laughs> and Miss Hagstead gets super serious, saying, You must never, ever mention his real parents. Do I make myself clear? And the boy has behavior problems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Theo moves, and he accidentally smacks his hand on the leg of the chair, and the apple falls and rolls right into Miss Hagstead's foot. And she picks it up and yells, Theodore, <laughs> what are you doing here? She pulls him off the floor because he like kind of scrambles out and and accuses him of spying. But he tells her, nah, I was just hungry. 
He's not here yet, the spy, Brandon, which is 30 years old, by the way. Really? Wow. Yeah, right? She calls him a rat, looks at the apple, saying, stealing food while the other children sleep, huh? And Theodore explains that he's bigger than the other kids, which means he needs more sustenance. Yeah, <laughs> he's a, that's he's a science. Boy. Exactly. Hags ain't having none of that, saying, oh, so that gives you the right to sneak around in the middle of the night, does it? Huh? Does it? And she tosses the apple to Miss Heather and tells her to take him back upstairs. And she pulls out a key and adds, make sure he doesn't leave his room again. And hands the key to Miss Heather, who says, yes, ma'am. My favorite thing is adding such dramatics to these episodes, Brandon, I have to say. It's nice. I'm an actor. I'm much more of an actor than half of this cast. All right, well, you should go on strike then. I should have been the one getting those eggs instead of Patricia Arquette. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Oh, God. Theo and Heather walk into the other room and they're making their way up the stairs and Theo's sad with his little Davy Crockett hat on because he's got this raccoon cap hat on, Davy Crockett. And he says, you guys was talking secrets about me, weren't you? (laughs) I know the name of this episode. You were telling the secret. Secrets. Heather shuts that shit down saying, What Miss Hagstead and I discussed at night is very private. And Theo turns around asking if she really has to lock him in his room. And Miss Heather puts a fingers to his lips and says, shut up for a second. I don't make the rules, seal. Just try to get a good night's sleep. There'll be oatmeal and warm biscuits for breakfast. And she smiles and hands him back the apple and walks with him up the stairs. He wonders out loud, what's for lunch? And she says, oh, you know, vegetable soup and crackers and lemonade. And the camera, it zooms out the window and we see there, there is a full moon outside, Brandon. Did you know one of the secrets at that point or nah? No. Oh, okay. Like horror themed shows love showing the full moon. Okay, fair enough. I'll I'll just ignore that for now. That's a secret for later. After we see that full moon, is it, we're, we're back inside now and it's the next day. And Heather runs up to Miss Hagstead saying that Theo's gone. She went to his room to let him out and the window was open and he was gone. Now Hagstead here, she doesn't seem too concerned about this saying that. Not at um, all. Like, she's looking through the mail, and she just sighs, saying, oh, it's cool, he'll be back. He has a temper tantrum every once in a while, and he runs off for a few hours. And then she's all like, we gotta get rid of him. Just then, the front door opens up, and Theo's there, and he's all dirty. And Hags tells him, oh, good morning, climbing out the window and down the drainpipe in a storm is dirty work, isn't it? I want you to get out of those clothes and help Joey in the kitchen, right now. And Theo's head droops as he says, yes, ma'am. And he walks up the stairs, and Hagstead sighs, saying that it's getting worse. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. That Theo needs to go. The sweetest child. <laughs> Gets a fruit that he desperately needs for his body to survive. <laughs> he needs nourishment, but they don't care. <laughs> Not like, the setup we have right now, it's like, oh, is this orphanage, like, mistreating the kids? But... I mean, spoilers, it's really not. It seems no, like a pretty good I don't think place. it is. She does seem to, like, have a hate boner for Theodore, though. No, she's too old, Brandon. Yeah, what? what is the point of orphanages? Uh, dude, like, I don't know. Every this time I see This makes it orphanage, seem like orphanages are just like, you know, it's like a showroom for yes. flipping kids. <laughs> like, the whole purpose is just, like, make these kids look good so we can make a sale here. That's what... I've ever only seen from shows like Annie, this, I don't know any other orphanage stories, but yeah, they just line the kids up and put them in their Sunday best and they're like, okay, which one are they going to pick? You know, I don't know. It is literally a show. It's like a used car, except it's a child. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I've never looked into orphanages before. I'm terrible. We warp to the kitchen where Theo is helping a young boy named Joey with the dishes. And Joey asks him, Theo, what's the difference between boogers and broccoli? Theo doesn't know. And Joey says, kids don't eat broccoli. <laughs> I know. That, that Joey's Joey. uh, hilarious. Yeah, if you didn't know, this is an origin story for Uncle Joey from Full House. Whoa, cut it out. <laughs> Brandon, you Theo laughs at that because that is a hilarious joke. He says, good one. And then he suggests not saying that one to Miss Hagstead because it's super gross. When up walks Miss Heather saying, Theo, I've got some exciting news. Joey, why don't you run off and play? And Joey slaps his washcloth down and walks away complaining, Play, play, play. I never get to stick around for the good stuff. Theo. And I love that they gave that, that child a moment to say that line. That was great. Uh, 
See, he is hilarious. I'd adopt him. Miss Heather leans down to talk to Theo, saying, Hey, there's some special people coming here tonight who are very interested in meeting you. Now, it's very important that we make a good impression. You do understand what this could mean, don't you? And Theo starts to get a little sad, and Miss Heather tells him to cheer up, buckaroo. Then, she's called away by Miss Hagstead, and we stay with Theo as we hear someone say, You are perfect! We get a look at who said that, and it's a middle-aged woman with some fancy clothes on. And there's also like a middle-aged man behind her in a suit and a pipe. And she yeah. asks him, isn't he perfect? And the man grunts in agreement and says he's perfect. And the couple well, decide to take him. Yes. She's dressed like Cruella DeVille, which a touch. Mm-hmm. gave me vibes right away. Yeah, they look interesting. <laughs> they they do. They're They're very like, she's got like kind of frizzy hair and she they they're very clearly like mm, rich you know mm, no yes. so the couple decide to take a theo and miss hagstead tells the other children they are excused and we see all the kids in the lineup and they're all dressed in their sunday best theo is clearly the biggest of the bunch and i think that they put him in smaller clothes to like emphasize this yeah imagine just being those kids and they're just like line up <sighs> they're gonna pick up the good one and the rest of you you gotta do dishes with joey <laughs> no, not <laughs> he tells awful jokes. He's only got one joke. <laughs> We've heard about the broccoli. The kids all walk away patting Theo as we hear Miss Hagstead say that, that that couple made an excellent choice. Theo asks, what if I don't want to go? And Hagstead runs up to him and gives him a hug and laughs. And the woman, whose name is Miss Colbert, I think I said Col- Colbert because that's how it should be said, but her name is Colbert understands saying that this is his home and wouldn't you like to come live with us in the lap of luxury imagine having your own bathroom with towels that have your initials on them theo begins to ask if he could take joey but hagstead puts her hand over his face to shush him and suggests that they discuss this over a cup of tea she asks theodore for help and the two walk away and then we zoom in on a bodyguard because they have a bodyguard by the way and it's just this big man in black who's at the door who looks on after them. And his name is Tobias. And we'll talk about him later. Definitely. With Miss Hagstead, she's kind of strangling and shaking the camera. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we get a first person strangle cam. Yeah, it's very Which hard, I've like, never seen before. Simpsons. Yeah, they made it work. I'm, the, the thing about it is like, she's strangling the camera. She's not actually strangling the kid. So like when we cut and we see Theo, he's like perfectly not strangled. <laughs> but she said... She yells at the camera saying, now listen to me, you little pesky Sputnik. If these people want you, you're going. And Theo looks up at her, unfazed by that quick strangle sesh, and asks, <laughs> where's my real parents? And Miss Hagstead looks at him saying, your real parents? Oh, Theodore, uh, they were they were killed when you were just a, a little baby. And he asks, yeah, but like, how'd they die? And she's shaken by that bit saying, uh... Well, the details are, are not important there, Theodore. Uh, the Colberts, they're a little eccentric, but they're going to provide you with a lovely home. Good, sweet things to eat. You'd like that, wouldn't you? I, I mean, I'd like that. Theo yeah. just stares at her as she slowly moves out of the room. Now we're outside, and it's the fakest looking nighttime I've ever seen. Oh my god. It's because this episode has kids in it, and they can't film like during actual nighttime. So there's just a very bad blue filter over everything, and it looks really bad. Like, yeah. it has nothing I've seen, on goosebumps. I've seen day for night filters that like are kind of passable, but this is just the bluest shit I've ever seen. Like, it's not tinted a little bit blue. Like, it's literally just the blue color channel. Everything yeah. else is <laughs> obliterated. It's so bad that like you can't make out details anymore because everything is just too blue and serious it really it really detracts from the episode and it's fun because like we got that in goosebumps we talked to um we talked to prop master al from goosebumps a while ago and he said that probably in season two i think is when they switched to doing the blue filter because of like you know laws that you can't have kids on set after midnight or whatever and um we were like oh it looks like crap no it looks it looks amazing compared to this this, definitely i was yeah goosebumps is shot at nighttime compared to this yeah like eiffel 65 looks at this and is like that's too blue we see theo in the car and all the kids and miss heather and miss hagstead are seeing him off and they all wave at him and he sadly waves back 
We hear Miss Colbert's voice saying, Home at last! It won't be long and you'll forget all about that nasty orphanage, Theodore. Won't it be wonderful having him? And Mr. Colbert grunts in approval, saying, Wonderful having him. <laughs> Mr. Colbert, you stupid. <laughs> we see their car pull up to a mansion, and the door opens up, and Theo walks in saying, Wow! It's like a museum! And he walks down the grand staircase, looking all around, and we see the Colberts and Tobias have stopped at the top. Theo is about to touch a vase or something when they're jump-scared by a snarling dog who snaps at Theo. Apparently he didn't see the dog before it jump-scared him. Yeah, that massive Rottweiler. I know, I was trying to think of what kind of dog it was, and I was like, I don't know. Brandon will know. (laughs) He loves dogs. (laughs) Miss Colbert says the dog's name, but I don't know what she says. I think Minitou? I don't know. It's something, something old sounding sure i don't know i whatever it doesn't matter anyway miss colbert tells theo he must never touch anything because some of the objects are extremely old and others they have some sentimental value and we hear the choo-choo of a train and tobias opens up a door and into theo's new room and he looks around saying wow and he runs over to the model train on his floor because he knows brandon that train magic is the most powerful magic every child knows that it's common knowledge. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Train Magic didn't exist yet because DJ McHale made it, but he knows, child. He knows. <laughs> the Colberts look at each other and then they walk out of the room and Theo looks up and starts to thank them, but they've already left. <laughs> Tobias is closing the door and he locks it. So Theo's okay. just locked in his room. So red sign. flags already. Uh, he gets in the house and they're immediately like, oh, by the way, don't touch anything in this house. And then, uh, yeah, they put him in his room and they're like, well, nice having a son, I guess. See ya. They don't even say that. <laughs> no. The door. And they lock the door. Ugh. Theo runs over to the door and looks through the keyhole and we see the Colberts and Miss Colbert tells her hubby that he's been so patient and they're, they've waited so long. And Theo calls out, Mrs. Colbert. Why have you locked the door? And the couple just silently walk away. (laughs) Theo calls out for Mr. Colbert a few times. And it's kind of sad. But then we are jump scared again by the dog jumping up and snarling at the keyhole. (laughs) Yeah, I thought that was going to be like a reoccurring thing. Like every 30 seconds, that dog just pops up wherever Theo is. (laughs) and just... (laughs) That would have been funny. Actually, it would have gotten old really quick, but... Yeah, it it already got old the second time. (laughs) So true. Theo gets spooked and he falls back to the ground and asks himself, what did Miss Hagstead tell them? Hmm. It's her fault. (laughs) They're not just weird. Yeah. We pop to the next morning where Theo snaps awake to sunlight entering his room because Tobias is opening up his curtains. And Tobias sets down some breakfast in bed saying, breakfast, young sir. I'll be serving all of your meals while the Colberts are away at work. If there's anything I can get for you, please let me know. My name is Tobias. Now, this breakfast is just desserts, Brandon. Yeah. There's like a, there's a big slice of cake with cherries on top, and there's some other pastries with cream. And Theo thanks him and asks if he can have a glass of milk. And Tobias here looks at him saying, well, how about a milkshake? And Theo smiles, saying he thinks he's going to like it here. Tobias tells him one milkshake coming right up. And if there's anything else you desire, please don't hesitate to call. Theo looks out the window and asks, why are there bars on the window? Red flag number two, Brandon. No, that's fine. <laughs> Tobias tells him, oh, there's bars outside all the windows because it's for security. The coal bears, they, they collect a lot of, you know, unique antiques. He walks away and he leaves Theo's to his breakfast, if you will, locking the door behind him. And the music here gets kind of sweet and exciting as we see Theo eat. And now's the perfect time for a montage, Brandon. Yes. You love montages. I do. We watch this montage, which is Theo playing with his new toys and getting served a whole bunch more desserts because he's not allowed to have protein. <laughs> no. <laughs> he gets exactly one food group, and uh, it's the the top of the pyramid. <laughs> this food pyramid is wrong. He's getting pastries. He's doing some train rides. He eats some pudding and eclairs. He is just stuffing his face in delight over and over and over again, slathering it all over his face. Like he eats it. He's, he must be bored, right? Because he's taking like the, the cake and he's just like smashing his face right into the middle of it. 
he's eating so much of these desserts that he's getting bored with it and he's just eating it in silly new ways because that's what you do there's a shot of him looking longingly at his door and through the keyhole as he opens up a cloche to see another dessert and then he closes it without eating it yeah he's like oh this shit again yeah it's been a little while i take it because there's a lot of different desserts that they show and it's very fantastical we cut outside now in very fake nighttime again where the colberts are taking a little walk with theodore also tobias is trailing a bit behind them with the dog uh everyone's getting some exercise tonight brandon good he's got to work off those donuts and everything else he's been eating but not too much no no not at all the Colberts think that this is just a glorious night, and Theo asks Miss Colbert, why do I have to stay in my room all day while you and Mr. Colbert are at work? Miss Colbert tells Theo that he's the most precious thing that they have, and they don't want to risk him getting lost in the woods. Aww. Also, Tobias is much too old to be chasing after him. And Theo turns and looks over at Tobias, who could probably chase after him if he needed to. <laughs> yeah. The dude's not that old. <laughs> He's like their, he's the butler slash security. So like he could chase some fools down if he needed to. He would, you know, he looks like he would too. Theo says, you know what? I've been thinking maybe sometime we could go out to the movies or roller skating or a ball game, you know, like a real family. And Miss Colbert's, she sounds very uninterested saying that's a lovely idea, but we both have work tomorrow. And Mr. Colbert pipes up saying, now we're in the middle of planning something very special for him. And Theo's all, really? What? And Miss Colbert tells him, it's a secret. You wouldn't want us to spoil the secret, would you? And Theo thinks on that for a second and says, I hate secrets. And the gang all walk forward off camera. And we stop on Tobias for a moment, who kind of just looks around a little bit. Hey there, everybody. Cortland here, your good buddy and your favorite little secret. Thank you so much for joining us today, whether this is your first episode or you've listened to it all. We're so thankful for you spending some time with us. First of all, I'd like to apologize for not being able to create some interludes for you the past few weeks. I've had a lot going on with my computer issues and I had some vacation time in there as well, but everything is back and better than ever. So, so thank you so much for your patience and let me get on with some updates. Our Patreon content is booming, so if you love the podcast and want more, check us out at patreon.com slash private island. We post multiple times a week with new content for you to enjoy, like early release episodes, bonus episodes, and so much more. Right now, you can find our coverage of The Little Rascals for free for everyone. So I hope you enjoy it, because I love talking about it. I'd like to take a moment to thank our current patrons, The Beths, Venice Witch, Tristan, Redemption, Lyle, Eddie, Ray, Rad Magical, and Faith. The Goths, Stephen, Matt, Lindsay, Aaron, Brittany, Rachel, Sid, and Corey. The Citizens of Carlsville, Sarah, Ryan, Mr. Normal, Matt, Keith, Christy, Angela, and Meredith. And you boys and girls, Kathy, Farron, Bryce, and Brian. Thank you for your support, everybody. Brandon and I truly appreciate it. You can check out all of our videos, memes, polls, and more on social media pages. We're at UAN on X, or, you know, formerly Twitter. At Up All Night Podcast on Instagram and Threads at Apple Night Podcast HA on YouTube, and at Private Island Presents on TikTok. We have years of content there for most of our platforms, and I hope you check it out and enjoy. For live entertainment, you can find me on Instagram on Wednesday nights at around 7.30 p.m. Eastern, where we watch full-length episodes of the shows that we cover. We've also been watching Friday the 13th, the series, which is a lot of fun. On top of that, I'm live on Twitch some nights, starting about 9 p.m. Eastern. Just follow me at twitch.tv slash privateislandc. I've been playing some Diablo 2 and some Stardew Valley recently. It's very relaxing. I'd like to take a moment to thank the Benevolent Badger for their work on the music for our show, aside from this theme, Dating Start from Undertale, composed by Toby Fox. I'd also like to thank Brandon for his work on the artwork. Thanks again for listening in. For now, I'll let you get back to the Season 2 finale of Tales from the Crypt. Next week, we got our recap episode, so I will be back to chat with you starting on Season 3. Talk to you soon. Over in Theo's room, he's playing with his toys, and Tobias comes in and he says it's lunchtime. He's got strawberry shortcake and a chocolate sundae with extra syrup. 
and he sets Ugh. that down and puts on a napkin on Theo as Theo says that they never get shit like this at the orphanage. They only get apples and chicken. <laughs> One bite of chicken only. <laughs> and then they have to put it in the fridge for later. Tobias goes to walk away, but Theo calls out, Tobias, do you, do you think you could come back and visit before supper? And Tobias looks around for a moment and says, yeah, I guess. <laughs> sure, what why not? We, we could play a little cards or whatever. And Theo smiles about that, and Tobias carefully makes his way out of the room because there's so much shit all over his floor that he has to, like, play the floor is lava to get out of his room. And he's walking over, like, the train and the board games and just all this shit. And Theo, Theo here, he sits down and he starts eating his lunch dessert stuff. Now we get another little montage, Brandon. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot be- of them in this episode. Is it technically a montage? I mean, I guess it's only one scene we watch where the Theo and Tobias are playing cards. They're eating some like gummy bears and stuff. Tobias is snacking on the candy too. And he takes a card from Theo and he hands Theo back another card. And we get a closer up of these cards and it looks like they're playing old maid. And the cards yeah. look stupid. <laughs> Most think so. Yeah. Well, they're very cartoonish depictions of like a construction worker and a photographer and look, I've played Old Maid before, and I thought you just used a regular deck of cards. I've only ever played with, like, silly cartoon kid deck of cards. Oh, so this is right up your alley. Yes. This is the real Old Maid. I thought you were going to say this is the real secret. <laughs> <laughs> secret. We do see this one card, though, which is of the Old Maid, and it is clearly made with the inspiration of the actress that plays Miss Hagstead, because it looks just like her. Yeah, it's her. The camera zooms into it a little, and we hear her voice in the distance saying things from the episode that we've already heard, like her calling the kids ragamuffins, and that Miss Heather has a lot to learn about discipline, discipline, discipline. (laughs) (laughs) We cut over to the daydreams of Theo, and you can tell it's a daydream memory because it's kind of bright. You know, it's got that, like, yellow filter. Right? It's the opposite. It's, it's kind of yellow a little bit, maybe. It's of the kids in the orphanage playing in the kitchen with soapy bubbles, Brandon. It's all over the floor, and the kids are sliding around, and Theo blows some bubbles over at Miss Heather. And we hear Haggy call out, Miss Heather, is this kitchen cleaned up yet? And Miss Heather shushes the kids a little, and then they laugh, and they're pushing some bubbles at Theo. And it's very sweet. It's a really sweet memory. Except Theo full-on splashes a wave of water over at a poor child before the memory is <laughs> He complete. is a fucking asshole. Yeah, he does get, keep getting worse and worse. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, Miss Hagstead, she's an awful woman trying to always get rid of this boy. But no, he, he's a menace. I love it. <laughs> we come back over to Tobias, who asks, is something wrong, Theo? Because Theo is looking out his window, you know, because he's just lost in his memories. And he wipes away a tear saying that he just doesn't feel like playing anymore. Also, where are the Colberts? And Tobias tells him, well, they're indisposed. Suddenly, the door bursts open and Miss Colbert yells out, surprise! And Mr. Colbert rolls in a tray and he has a little party hat on his head. (laughs) And the two start singing a terrible birthday song that isn't happy birthday. Because at the time, you'd have to pay royalties to sing that on film or television. Yeah. Copyright free happy birthday song. I did look that up, and it's actually just recently that it changed so that you can actually sing happy birthday. Now, we could sing that on this podcast, but it's nobody's birthday. And also, I'm never going to sing it on podcast. Now I feel like I should do it out of spite, but let's keep going. Okay. (laughs) Even though, like, we always record on each other's birthdays and anniversaries and all that shit. But maybe someday. They toot a little noisemaker and Miss Colbert tells him to hurry and blow out his candles. He does just that and she gets super excited and plates up the most gigantic slice of cake I've ever seen. Theo says, uh, it's not my birthday. And the Colberts stop and Miss Colbert's all, well, I mean, of course it isn't, but, you know, then it wouldn't be a surprise. And Theo looks at that giant slice of cake saying, it looks real great, but I'm not really hungry. I had a couple of boxes of Cracker Jacks a couple of hours ago. Can you imagine eating multiple boxes of Cracker Jacks? No, I can't imagine eating one full box of Cracker Jacks. <laughs> I can't either. It's a lot of Cracker Jacks. Miss Colbert looks visibly annoyed by all this, saying that, well, they'll just have to save it for later then. Well, you boys enjoy yourselves. Your father and I are going to go paint the town red. 
And she reaches over and air smooches Theo on the cheek. <laughs> like, they're not even close to each other's cheeks. And tells him to open up his presents. Mr. Colbert says, good night, son. And the two leave the room and they close the door behind them. And Theo lifts up the cake slice to Tobias, who takes it. Sometime later, Theo asks Tobias, how long have you worked for the Colberts? He tells Theo, for a long time, since I was a young man. And Theo asks him, when you were a kid, did your mom and dad work every day like the Colberts? And Tobias looks around for a second and says that he never knew his mother and father because he was an orphan, just like Theo. Theo wonders if Tobias was ever adopted, and he says, nope. And Theo talks about how there was a Tobias at the orphanage, and everybody called him Toby. Does anybody call you Toby? And Toby says, no, but you can if you want. And Theo smiles, saying that he's glad Toby's there. And we hear Miss Colbert call out for Tobias, and he tells Theo it's time for bed, and tucks him in. And he turns to walk away, but Theo says, Toby. Good night, Toby. And Toby tells him, good night, and walks away. Well, that's it. He's Toby forever now. He is. And, um... For the rest of like, his life. Like, what this is... I'm kind of breezing through some stuff here, but you can kind of tell that Tobias is really getting attached to Theodore. Because Theo is a really sweet child. Yeah, he's a sweet menace. Yeah, he's... I mean, he's, like, literally and figuratively sweet, because all he's eaten is desserts for the past, like, month. Yes, he is sweating sugar. He's got... He's getting the diabetes. That's <laughs> what this family's trying to give him. We fade to a clock telling us that it's 9 p.m., and that fades us to Theo sleeping in bed. Now, there's some noise out in the hall that wakes him up, and we hear that the Colberts are talking about how they shouldn't wake him. And Miss Colbert calls the shots and decides when their little orphan delicacy is ready. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mr. Colbert is all is ready for, but he's shushed by Miss Colbert saying that she can hear his little heart beating. And the door opens up and Miss Colbert walks inside, followed by Mr. Colbert. And they look over at Theo, pretending to sleep because he, like, you know, closed his eyes. And she says, such a sweet boy. And the two look at each other and Miss Colbert gasps, saying that she doesn't think she can wait much longer. When we get home, we'll tell him our secrets. Secrets. Then they leave the room and close and lock the door. Now, Brandon, <laughs> something's yes. going on here. What do you think's going on? I still think things are on the up and up. Right, right. You just call your child. Do you try? Hold on, Brandon. Do you call your kids delicacies often? I mean, once a day, maybe. Nothing too crazy. Each one once a day? That's a lot of delicacies you got going on, Brandon. (laughs) (laughs) Theo looks on, then puts on his Davy Crockett hat back on, and we hear the car start, and it drives away. And he looks over at the door, and we see the clock fade in, and it shows us it's about 4.30 in the morning now. So he heard all of that. And was like, yeah, I can go back to sleep. <laughs> Nothing fishy's going on. Yeah, I need my Z's. It's more important than whatever's going on here. He's like uh, right back into that sugar coma. <laughs> we hear the Colberts return and the car door slams and there's some footsteps outside Theo's door. And the handle turns and the door flings open and a hand reaches out to wake up Theo and it's Toby. And he says, wake up Theodore, it's time to go, Hurry! And Theo complains that he doesn't feel well because he is, like, full of sugar, you know. All he's had for the past month is cake. But Toby scoops him up in his arms, saying that he has to get him out of here, and it may be already too late. Well then, Toby, why didn't you just do this four hours ago? Yep. But, whatever. It's it's fine. In the hallway, he's not carrying Theo anymore. He's just kind of pushing him along, and Theo's kind of holding his tummy because it's upset. And they get to the stairs, and at the bottom of the steps is Miss Colbert, who's looking sexier than she ever has. And she says, well, well, hello, boys. Making off with the goods, are we, Tobias? But we haven't told him our secret yet. Tobias tells her he can't go through with it. Miss Colbert's there with her teased hair, and she says that they made a deal. You asked for immortality, and tonight we give it to you. Not a bad compensation for a little babysitting job. And she looks over at them saying, Tobias, don't you want everlasting life? And she hisses Mm. and she shows us that she has fangs because she's a goddamn vampire, Brandon. Holy shit. Okay, so. Yes. We've got some twists coming out here. Yeah. Did you see this one coming? You know, when they were like, oh, he's delicious now. I thought maybe they were just cannibals, but they're vampires. Yeah, that's kind of what happened with me is... As soon as they got to the house and Tobias brought him the food and it was like all sugary stuff, I was like, oh, that's sweet because he probably hasn't had that kind of stuff before. 
But then when he asked for milk, and he was like, how about a milkshake? I was like, wait, are they trying to fatten him up to eat him? Yeah. So I I was instantly wary of that. But I thought, yeah, I thought they just wanted to eat him. I thought it was like a Hansel and Gretel thing. I don't know. But Mm -hmm. uh, no, vampires. Well, the thing about it is like, you know, you, you got the hints there because like they go out walking during the night. They work all day kind of thing. We saw that in um, Nightly Neighbors. So like vampires weren't off the table for me, but the the part where they feed him all sugar and sweets and stuff, like I've never really had a vampire story where they want like sweet blood, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, that yeah, definitely didn't connect the dots there. But I mean, the signs are there, like you said. Yeah, but uh, it's fun. It's fun. We haven't had a vampire yet in Tales from the Crypt, and uh, this is our first vampire taste. Toby's all everlasting life. I can't think of anything so tedious and boring. Miss Colbert shrugs, saying, You quit, I take it, huh? And Tobias begs that they let the boy go. But Miss Colbert's is all, But his blood is just so sweet now. And she hisses again, because I guess vampires hiss all the time. I'd be hissing with all those fangs in my mouth, too, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I'd be all like, (laughs) (laughs) Tobias makes a little cross with his fingers. But but it's it's useless, though, because Mr. Colbert pops up behind him and just grabs him and bites him on the neck. Theo screams a bit about Toby's death, because he's dead now, and then just vaults over the staircase and hits the ground. And it's a pretty long drop. Yeah, it is. He just parkours his way out of this house. He screams for Toby and then runs out the front door. And he knocks down and shatters that vase that he was about to touch from earlier in the episode. I like that. The vampires, they call out for their dog to chase Toby because he touched that vase again. And we get a chase scene where Theo is running through a very blue fake night. You can barely see anything. That's the worst part because this is the action scene, but it is masked by the blue. And that sucks. It's terrible. He runs down the stairs and out into the woods and the Colberts go outside and see the full moon and they gasp. Then they slow motion jump. And kind of phantom fly into the night. I think that shot was actually kind of cool looking. Here's the thing. I think it looks pretty good too. Like I said, it doesn't look terrible, but I just wish it wasn't so damn blue. (laughs) Yeah, it's like a blue silhouette, but it's, you know, it's pretty cool. They just, I love the way the slow motion is. It's like, I don't know. It's like they break the sound barrier and then, you know, I don't know. It looks cool. With Toby, he kind of runs into a metal fence. I love this part. Oh my God. He runs into a metal fence, and then he looks around for a moment. He's because he's trapped, right? But wait, he walks about two feet around to the left, and he hops over a tree. And <laughs> that's literally the worst fence I've ever seen. Yeah, why like, even have it? Exactly. He's like, oh shit, I'm trapped. Oh wait, no, I'm not. Just walk over here. <laughs> we see the dog chase after him, and we get an aerial shot of the vampires kind of flying their way over, I guess... I don't know. It's hard to see because there's a blue filter. Theo falls to the ground in pain as the dog slowly walks over to him. And the Colberts manifest near him. And Miss Colbert is all, man, if we weren't already dead, you'd be the death of us. And chuckles a bit about that one because she's funny. Over with Theo, he's on the ground. And we hear him say, now I know what happened to my parents. I know why Miss Hagstead wanted to get rid of me. And his voice kind of morphs into this deeper tone. And the camera zooms up. And he says, I have a secret too, Mrs. Colbert. I'm sure you have to. And mine is better than yours. And we see that Theo here is a fucking werewolf. Okay, this is the (laughs) twist. This is the secret. (laughs) Well, Brandon, look. So when we got the shot of Theo and Heather walking up the stairs, and then the camera like goes into the moon and it shows it's a full moon, and then the next morning, Theo's gone, and he comes back, and he's all dirty. I was like, oh, he's a werewolf. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm glad that didn't happen to me, because this moment, I was, like, sitting back watching this, and as his voice was getting deeper, I realized what was going on, and I, like, leaned forward more and more, and I was like, yeah! Fuck him <laughs> up! See, that's the thing about this episode. This is the first one we've had that is, like, a child main character, and... I said this before, one of my favorite things in horror is having a child that is in okay, I don't want to sound I don't want to sound like I'm a, a weirdo here. Like a child overcoming a terrible situation. I want to see the kids win, I want to see the final girl win. Yeah, that's why fitting punishment was such a fucking bummer. 
Yeah, yeah. And and I like Theo. I think he's acted well. I think the kid did a great job. I'll talk about him in a, in a little bit when we kind of finish this up. But um, I love it. I love he gets he gets to win. You know, he, we get a good, a pretty good finisher to this this episode. And a lot of Tales from the Crypt episodes are, are bummers because they're all adults that should know better and they fuck up and we watch their fuck ups. But this one is just a child that's been locked in his room all the time, and then he becomes a werewolf and he gets to kind of overpower and, and save the day for himself, which is great because that's what happens. We see Theo here. He's a, he's a werewolf, which he then tells us he's a werewolf in case we didn't know. <laughs> mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. also, he has an appetite for vampires. And we see Theo attack Miss Colbert, and she screams, and her throat gets ripped out, and it looks amazing, except for the blue. If it wasn't blue, it'd look even better. Mr. Colbert here, he runs away, even though we just saw that he could fly. Yeah. He doesn't do that. He doesn't phantom fly into the night. He runs away. And Theo is much faster than them, so he catches up, like, instantly, and he grabs him, and then we fade to black. While we're fading into the next scene, we hear a knock at the door, and we pop up to the orphanage where Miss Hagstead walks into the foyer. Miss Heather races down the stairs yelling, Who is it? Who's here? And Haggy shushes her, saying that she's going to wake up the whole goddamn lot of kids we got up there. And she takes off her glasses, she opens up the door, and gasps dramatically. And we see... That it is Theodore at the door, dressed in his Sunday best. I mean, sorry, his new Sunday best. He's got, like, his suit on and he's got a tie. He's a child. And he's not a werewolf at all. Also, he's got the Colbert's dog with him on a leash because he just took the dog. Yeah, this is mine now. The dog that, like, jump-scared him twice in the episode and chased him and stuff, like, they're friends now. And he has a dog. And that dog looks really happy. Theo says, good evening, Miss Hagstead, Miss Heather. I'm home. And Miss Heather looks so pleased, like she is delighted that Theo is back because she loves Theo. And Hagstead's all gasping, oh, you're back. And Theo, the camera slowly looks in on him and it like fa- like it like it zooms into his face as he says, I know my secret, Miss Hagstead, and I think some things are going to change around here. And he looks down to like look menacing. But still making eye contact. And a werewolf's face gets superimposed on his. And it scares the dickens out of Miss Hagstead. <laughs> it and looks so away. dumb. It looks awful, Brandon. <laughs> oh my god, it looks so bad. It, like, it looks... I don't know if I could say it looks worse or better than in Goosebumps, Mr. Blankenship <laughs> with the fly face. Oh, I don't think it's quite on that level. I think it's more on the level of uh ghost beach or whatever that episode was called where the like the face of the kid gets superimposed with um you know like skull or whatever yeah they're trying to do the psycho thing but it's not working Mm -hmm. here no it doesn't look very good and you know i talked about theo i think he's a great actor I, i love him i couldn't help but think that this could have been the kid from blank check Dude, I kept thinking, like, I know it wasn't him, but I kept thinking while watching it, like, man, he really does look like Preston Waters. Yeah, I kind of wish it was. But then I'm like, no, that'd make me a hypocrite because I like seeing, like, new talent and stuff. I don't like, you know, people that are already famous getting a whole bunch of roles and stuff. So, like, yeah, I don't want anyone to be successful. Exactly. Not more successful than us, right? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) of course. (laughs) That should have been me, Brandon, when I was one years old. Back with Crypty, he's sitting next to an ugly statue of a bald man with his hand on his face thinking. It's not the thinker, though, Brandon. I don't know what it is. It's stupid. Also, he's got that raccoon cap on, just like Theo. And Crypty's all, finally, the kid gets the upper hand. And I'm like, yes, Crypty. Or should I say, the upper paw. Just when Mom and Pop were about to satisfy their sweet tooth, Theodore decides to... And the Cryptkeeper's voice gets modulated here for just one word, which is WOLF! (laughs) I don't know why. It's weird. Yeah. Down something besides sweets. And then he laughs. Well, that's all for now, kitties. As one cow said to the other as they were headed off to slaughter. Till next we meet. And he laughs us out of the episode and out of season two of Tales from the Crypt. Wow. That's a nice one to go go out on, I think. I think so, too. It's quite a bit different than all the other episodes we saw because the main character is a kid. And I understand they probably didn't want to do a lot of kid episodes because kids are hard to work with and yeah you got to do this blue shit and it's not worth it yeah 
You know what, though? If you're going to do a kid episode, why would you make it all at night? But, I, you know, it fits this episode because they have vampires and werewolves and those kids. And orphanages are apparently an easy place to get kids to eat. I don't know. But I like this episode. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, the music in it is pretty wonderful. You got those, like, you know, that sentimentally peppy stuff while he's talking with Tobias. So you get, like, that relationship building between them. I think it flows really well. I think the ending is really satisfying. It's a good episode. I liked it. Me too. But I don't know, Brandon. What did you learn from this episode? If you're going to steal a single piece of chicken, mm-hmm. take the plate with you. Get rid of the evidence. <laughs> yeah, and then gaslight them and be like, what plate? There was no plate. What are what you talking chicken? about? I've I was never sleeping. heard of chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like the main thing is is like you know secrets don't make friends kind of thing like if you got a secret just tell them be upfront with people but uh don't eat kids i guess sure yeah that's a good one that's that's a pretty easy one to follow too i do it every day i don't i don't know if you're a vampire orphanages are just a buffet (laughs) seems like it just take whoever you want whatever yeah, just make sure you're rich. They're first. just and trying they're... to offload their inventory. They won't mind. <laughs> um, if you're looking for immortality, find a vampire and work for them, I guess. I don't know. Tobias didn't even seem like he was interested in immortality even a little bit the whole time. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, man, I could be a butler forever. That sounds great. <laughs> well, dream come true. The American dream, being a butler forever. <laughs> Uh, alternate names, Brandon. I mean, the secret. There was sure a lot of secrets going on in this episode. They did not fail to deliver them. Yeah. It's a pretty fitting title. I would say it should actually just be called Twilight, right? Because it's vampires and werewolves. Yeah. Cruella de Vampire. <laughs> oh, Brandon, you're lame. I love it. <laughs> it gives away one of the secrets, though. Oh, the secret. Well, you wouldn't know their secrets if it's called Cruella de Vampire. That's true. You'd just be waiting for Cruella de Vampire to show up. And then when she did, you'd be like, yep, titled. There it is. (laughs) I feel like Disney would sue the hell out of them. (laughs) Disney? Sue? No. Oh, right. Our precious Disney? Now that we got to stop. They're going to sue us. um you want to meet the cast brandon we got lots of characters yeah who are these people okay well that's for some reason tobias is the top cast member on imdb so we're gonna start with him uh and tobias is played by larry drake the late larry drake he passed away in 2016 i think we talked about him before have we let me look yes because he played santa in the very first episode oh you're right i thought his face looked a little familiar yeah he did great job as santa in uh, it was the second episode though brandon all oh, through the night. I'm a fool. I know. It's okay. I'll forgive you. But yeah, you're right. He was Santa. And uh, he did a good job in that episode. He did a great job in this episode. And I guess we've kind of covered him. So Yeah, he got to be a bad guy and a good guy. Oh, the redemption arc. So great. He's been in lots of stuff, though. Really great actor. Rest in peace, Larry. Next, we have Miss Colbert, played by Grace Zib... Oh, God. How do I say her name? Zabriskie. I'm saying that name wrong. Sorry, Grace. I know you're listening. Um, but Grace here, she's still, you know, she's still alive and she was in something last year. So she's still working at. Um, she's been in a lot of stuff, though, Brad. 166 things on IMDb. And um, I should have scrolled beforehand. So give me a minute here. Her, She started things off in 1978. So she, she started off with the Million Dollar Dixie Deliverance, which is a mouthful. Yeah, where she played Widow Cummins. Oh, man. Classic role. Everybody knows about Widow Cummins. Uh, what else was she in? Uh, Santa oh. Santa Barbara from 1985. I don't know. The Bronx Zoo from a TV series. She was in one episode in 1988. She was in Child's Play 2. I, I've seen that movie. Well, I know her as Sarah Palmer. From Twin Peaks. Oh, yeah, you love Twin Peaks. I do Brandon, love she was, Twin Peaks. She was also in five episodes of Seinfeld. She was Miss Ross. Yeah, Susan's mom. That's what I thought. Okay, she did sound, She did look a bit familiar. I do love Susan. <laughs> do you? I thought Susan was great. I like Susan. Okay. <laughs> I love I love the dynamic between Susan and, and, uh, and George. Yes, I love how much George hated Susan for seemingly no so reason. Good. 
<laughs> yeah like susan was like perfect and he was like you know what i hate her you know she <laughs> she was she was also in a, a video game you played recently the quarry yes she was and she was great in that too that's awesome she gets a thumbs up from me brandon yeah next up we should talk about theo played by mike simran and yeah. he was only third credited on imdb yeah well you know, i mean the main character main character you don't pay kids enough though he doesn't get paid enough to be the top credit here uh he started this is his first role he started it off in uh 1990 with tales from the crypt and he did pretty damn good and he was in some things a couple of things here uh not much dallas. things no it, only nine things i can talk about most of them here he was in uh dallas radio flyers he was in sisters munchie all from the very early 90s he was in two episodes of baywatch he was in casper brandon i don't remember him well you know that movie inside and out and if you don't remember him then nobody does um, he was in a sh- TV short in 1995 called Izzy's Quest for Olympic Gold. And then he was in 2016's Alice Through the Looking Glass. He took a quick 20-year break <laughs> and was like, let's try again. Yeah, I'm going to get back to it. But that's him. That was all he was in. He did great. He wasn't quite Preston Waters, but that's okay. Next up, let's talk about Miss Hagstead, played by George Ann Johnson, who sure. also... Passed away uh, in 2018. So rest in peace, George Ann. And she was in 120 damn things, so I gotta fucking scroll again, damn it. God, all these <laughs> yeah, famous thanks, people. George Ann. God, For being in so many things. She started things off way long time ago, 1952, with an episode of Goodyear Playhouse. <laughs> Classic damn. show. Yeah. She was also in a show in 1952 called Tales of Tomorrow. I've never heard of that before. Anything with the the... The starting name of Tales, I assume, is a horror anthology show, but I don't know. It's adventure. She was in Alfred Hitchcock Presents for three episodes. Mm, bunch of other shit. You know, the Jeffersons, Mama's Family. Oh, shit. You remember Mama's Family? I do. Never watched it, but I remember it. Yeah. Was Mama a boy or was it a woman? It was a woman, but I think it was like a young woman playing an old woman. Oh, okay. I always thought it was just somebody in drag. I never knew. Uh, she was in St. Elsewhere. Something called It's a Living. I don't know. She was... Oh, man, Brandon. She was in Do You Know the Muffin Man in 1998 or 1989. Wow. Yeah. The answer is I don't. And then she was in Tales from the Crypt like a long time after she started things out, obviously. Uh, her last role was in 2007 with Cold Case. So she was like, all right, I'm done. She's probably getting too yeah. old. It's okay. It happens. Sometimes you get glasses and you're like, fuck, this is downhill from here. I just got to say, Coraline, cut this yeah. out or whatever. But I just scrolled down and saw that her character's name in Mama's Family was Bunny Van Cortland. I saw that too, Brandon. <laughs> it doesn't count because her first name isn't Cortland. I know, I know. I just <laughs> saw it. You don't see that name very often. No, you don't. Thank God. I'm like the only one. Next up, let's talk about Miss Heather. Stella Hall. Uh, she was in Scrooged. Oh. All right. What else? Oh, Brandon. She wasn't in very many things. Okay. She was in eight things. So she oh. was like, I'm out. You know, started off 1986 with Trapo Forte. I don't know what that is. But then she was in Scrooged. Uh, she was also in Die Hard. She was a stewardess in Dry- Die Hard. She was also a stewardess in 1991's Freddy's Dead The Final Nightmare, which might be one of the worst Friday, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Well, that's not, that's not a great <laughs> one to end your career on. No. But no, it's not. She does have a stewardess look. Can't sure. Lie. Yeah, I'm. She looks sweet. Uh, she reminds me of Miss Honey a bit from Matilda. Yeah, I actually really liked her in this episode. And like at the end, when you know the door opened and Theodore was standing there, and she like you know Hagstead's like oh fuck, but then she gives a little smile. I was like that was a really sweet, subtle moment. It was right. She looks like she is happy. And people don't get to be very happy in these episodes. No. Last up, let's talk about Mr. Colbert, because I'm not going to talk about Joey. Sure. He kind of existed in this episode, I guess. Yeah, he like grunted a couple of times. That's uh, Mr. Colbert's played by the late William Frank father, who passed away in 1998. And he was also in 76 things. So I have to scroll down here. Started it off in 1978 with foul play. 
And then he was in Days of Our Lives for two episodes because that show is uh, immortal. I think it transcends time. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. He was in Dallas the early years. He was in Vader. It, ooh, I just combined that. He was in Invaders from Mars. He was also in Mama's Family. Uh, the sure. 80s Twilight Zone. Oh, he's in Tales from the Crypt. Look at that. He was in Star Trek Deep Space Nine back in the you know mid-90s. NYPD Blue. Arliss with two um, dollar signs. He ended things off in the year that he passed away, 1998. His last role was uh, a TV series called Any Day Now. Hmm. But that's our cast, Brandon. That is our cast of The Secret. So next week, we're not watching Tales from the Crypt because I don't have to take notes because we're going to do a wrap up. We haven't we haven't done a wrap up because we didn't do one for season one. So we have a whole lot to talk about. Yeah. Something like 24 episodes. Yeah, which I was like, man, I have to call you so many things, but it's not any less than like a season of Goosebumps, so it's not going to be that bad. But I'm excited, Brandon, mostly because I don't have to do notes. (laughs) That is the best part. I would ask, so at this point, I would ask for questions because we like to do a little Q&A sesh before we talk about the seasons that we watched. But by the time this comes out, we'll have already recorded the episode, so I'm not going to ask for questions. I'll do that on social media. Um, but if you ever want to get a shout out on the podcast and you want us to answer your questions, you can email them to me anytime at privateislandpresents at gmail.com or connect with us on social media and send me your questions. I want them. I want them all. But you know what, Brandon? I've been up all night. I think I'm going to let you go back to sleep. That sounds great. All right. Yeah. You got to go eat your, you know, midnight strawberry shortcake and, and go up to bed, mister. Yeah. I like to load up on sugar before I go to sleep. Yeah, it's those carbs. They put you in that coma. But uh, I'm out of here, Brandon. I hope you have a gorgeous night, and I will talk with you next week as we cover seasons one and two of Tales from the Crypt, where we talk about the stuff that we just got done talking about after a couple of months. Sounds great. All right, awesome. I'm out of here. Bye, everybody. Bye. I never get to stick around for the good stuff.